0: This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. This podcast often contains controversial or mature topics you have been warned. Hello, and welcome back to Terminator 17, the latest in the Terminator franchise, which will include. Arnold returning as a Terminator, but he's pregnant. So it's actually a mashup between Terminator and that movie he was pregnant in, which I forget the name of. And what's the name of that movie?
1: What's the name of that movie? Mm -hmm.
0: Terminator colon something.
1: What was the other movie he got pregnant in?
0: There was one other. I I forget
1: the name of that movie. I
0: know, I can't remember it.
1: Um, Terminator 17, he'll be back with new genetics. But how can you be a Terminator and be pregnant?
0: This fell flat on its face.
1: (laughs) You okay? Yeah,
0: no, I'm bitter because we... This is our second time recording this because the fucking program messed up and took out the entire beginning of the first recording session, so... Which
1: apparently was so much funnier. (sighs) You guys missed out.
0: Whatever. Um... Well, it's annoying because this is our fan appreciation episode. We have two stories from fans and contributors, and I was all happy for it. And then I go to, like, start editing. And, of course, you know, the first five minutes, which isn't a lot, but its important setup, is gone. So anyway, yeah, fan appreciation. Our first story is from Hyperthermal. And Hyper is on the Too Spooky Discord. He is also a new member of Raw Dog Readings, which I will get back to hosting episodes. Oh, yeah. And
1: I talked about favoritism, because favoritism is clearly. It is not a, favoritism. A here.
0: It is not favoritism. But yes, this is from Hyper Thermal. And um, we will get into it pretty quickly so as not to waste time, because I have to go record this when I'm done. This is called A Tournament of True Tussle PMB Bots. edit? Yes, I have to edit it.
1: You said record it.
0: Yeah, we're going to record it now. We're going to get into the, okay, the story right, now. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Stop sassing me. No. A Tournament of True Tussle Bots, Chapter 1. No, for the love of God, we're not calling it fuck. Richard McBrien halted before opening the large, fancily decorated metal door for his partner, Jameson Cox. He turned around.
1: Jameson Cox. Okay.
0: He turned around, his stubbly, perspiring, oil smeared face contorted in insulted confusion, like he had just had a fresh sip of hot chocolate mixed with lemon. Jameson, a partially more delicate person, flinched back a little upon seeing his expression. He felt certain that he would have fallen over backwards and have his ribs be broken by the box shaped heavy metal contraption if it weren't for the boots the two wore as their themed outfit. <laughs>
1: holy shit can you call it anything other than scream fuck ask richard it screams and then more importantly it fucks (laughs) richard has illustrated his point by doing an exaggerated pelvic thrust
0: i'm gonna have to put a well i already have a disclaimer on these episodes so no i don't have to say anything because counter jameson they
1: because
0: because counter jameson they aired this shit right onto TV. Goddamn kids are watching this. Jameson paused, briefly finding himself in a pleasant in pleasant memories of watching the tournaments when he himself was a younger child. I didn't work my way up here to have my legacy become stillborn because of a crude name choice.
1: Love minor? suggested Richard.
0: Jameson audibly winced. This time the feeling Love that...
1: Minor. So like, are you a minor or do you love minors? <laughs> Wait, what or I do think, you love children?
0: Which I think is why he's wincing. Because <laughs> it's a terrible name. Jameson audibly winced, this time feeling that he was going to fall over and break his ribs on his shared creation. Dick, he said, this naming convention where you like making penis jokes based on our names was queued back in those underground matches. These are big shot professional dudes we have to pitch to. Jameson readjusted his grip on the machine and noticed the sudden brightening up of Richard's face. And I know you want to make a... Pitch tent. pit. And I know you want to make a a pitch-a-tent joke right now. We can do that shit after we get in. If we get in.
1: Then what do you suggest, Jim?
0: Jim quickly tried to worm his digits out of the sharp nooks of the small robot he carried. I think something akin to Scream Miner would work, he said after some thought. Make sure to keep this as professional as possible. Talk about all the details without making sophomoric jokes. We might look like shit, but if we keep this all fancy they'll have an even better impression than if we were cleanly dressed it's basic psychology
1: huh okay so they have a okay. how ha, ha, they got pretty far in this supposedly formal environment by being very informal
0: well no they're entering the formal environment
1: ah well okay they're they're playing with the big dogs now who yeah. who never make dick jokes the door opened with a loud scraping creak <clears throat> leading to a small concrete stage aside from a duo from a duo of bright focused spotlights the medium sized room was dimly lit giving the impression of it being a far bigger room than it actually was three people in clad business suits uh, three people clad in business suits sat at podiums elevated above anyone who would demonstrate for them on stage right was a slightly rough looking middle aged man with an understated bald island in a sea of thin gray hair. Did I miss something there?
0: (laughs) No, so, like, he has a huge bald spot in the middle of his head.
1: Oh, okay, so he has a sea of hair. Yeah. On his stage left, an angular-faced woman in her late 20s with thin-framed glasses. In the middle sat another middle-aged gentleman, entirely bald, (laughs) sporting a thick white mustache that contrasted well with his dark skin. Jim and Dick meekly walked into the limelight, recognizing the three managers from previous tournaments, documentaries, and online argue- articles, but not quite able to fully place a name to each of them. Jim's legs began to feel incredibly weak under the weight of his body. Scream minor and the reverbing silence.
0: That so, should be reverberating.
1: Re- reverbing, reverberating silence. Yeah. So, Typo. so they're on. They're on bot tank. They- <laughs>
0: Welcome back to Bot Tank. Will they get the funding? Glad you could make it, gentlemen, said the man in the middle. I am Arthur Phoebus, head manager of IRSO's Eastern America Division. He shuffled through a small stack of files on his desk, carefully searching each holographic page to find the right details. We've been paying attention to your successes at various local events and conventions. Fourth place in the Philly Fighters Local Championship, second place in the New York City Robo Rumble Free-for-All, And first place in the Boston Mechcon tournament. With your invention? Arthur squinted at the name the two aspiring men gave to their prize winning robot Cox and Dick's (laughs) Thunder Wow.
1: We called it that, started Dick, because the design had to accommodate for the electricity and plasma generator inside generator inside. Um In addition to making for a visually interesting design, it allowed for the device's main method of combat, where it would send out a small stream of gas along with a short shock of electricity, which would cause damage to the opposing machine.
0: So I'd like to pause and point out that like this is comedic and ridiculous, but like this is good character writing. I can clearly see these two guys in my head. And I'm kind making of, dick jokes. Uh, one being very angry at the other guy making dick jokes. I, I, honestly, I'm imagining them as Mike and Jay from Red Letter Media. Like if they made a <laughs> battle bot, this is what it would look like. <laughs> so so far, I'm pretty I'm pretty into this. Hey,
1: uh, which one's Mike? Which one's Jay? The, Mike's
0: the tall one. Jay's the more scrawny one.
1: That doesn't help. Me at all. What? <laughs> oh, okay, the scrawny one. Okay. Yeah.
0: The one you think is cute.
1: <laughs> I. Hey! Don't, <laughs> fuck you! You don't get to do that.
0: Notice how she didn't you say don't no. Get to
1: do that. That's so uncool. <laughs> I told you that in confidence.
0: Nothing is in confidence when it comes to YouTube.
1: Oh boy!
0: <sighs> Jim let out an incredibly audible sigh of relief at Dick's conduct. This here is our proposed fighter for the upcoming 2064 Summer Olympics, which we are currently calling Scream Miner. Okay, so 2064, that actually gives us a date.
1: I'm sorry, I, I got lost again because now I'm embarrassed! Oh, <laughs> good. Um,
0: so, Cox and Dick's Thunder Tower was what it used to be called, and they've renamed it um, Scream Miner. So they're just pitching it to the board. Make sense? <laughs> Caught up?
1: Do they, are they going to put the robots against each other in like a media thing and have them kiss?
0: Why would they kiss?
1: Because I've seen the wrestlers kiss Come on.
0: What wrestling are you watching? Gay porn, <laughs> even if it has wrestling in it, does not equal wrestling.
1: No. Okay, good. They're going to get up in each other's faces. Shut up, up, and, up and read the o- paragraph. Up in each other's robotic grills.
0: Ugh. They probably wouldn't have grills. I'll give you that one.
1: The serious looking woman let out a brief chuckle through tra- tra- <laughs> The serious woman let out a brief chuckle, trow her nose.
0: That's through. But That's quickly a regained
1: a still eager composure composure. Arthur flicked a small switch and gestured toward the training target that was being mechanically lowered down. Well, he said, let's see what scream minor can do.
0: The training target was a partially motorized metal box designed to be accurately designed to accurately demonstrate how damage toward a functioning robot would affect the outer armor as well as the functions that a machine would do. Jim carefully placed down Screen Miner as Dick readied the touchscreen remote control interface. Screen miner was short and cylindrically inclined, with a sharpened mace-like dome at the top on the top.
1: Mmm, what a lovely figure. <laughs>
0: On the sides, it had two pincer-shaped protrusions, each with carefully placed holes that allow for both lightened mass, more durability, and easier grip on hypothetical spiked targets. On the front was a medium-sized opening, with a rod carefully retracted inside, much like a turtle's head. Dick circled around a widget on the interface, and the small robot started to emit a constant screeching sound. The rod inside the robot began to glow red with conductive heat. Not conducive, conductive. What's the difference between conductive and conducive? But the same thing.
1: Conductive is when you can uh, allow for the flow of electricity, and conducive is like a, an SAT word for English <laughs> majors.
0: Oh, good. <laughs> Be sure to look that up later <laughs> for my SAT prep. <laughs> Ass. <laughs> <sighs> The rod inside the robot began to glow red with conductive heat and swiftly chased after the training target. The pincers snapped around the unfortunate robot and an internal pneumatic piston caused the superheated rod to swiftly punch through the metal casing with a sizzling pop. The three drafters seemed incredibly impressed as Scream Miner rhythmically penetrated the target, some molten metal oozing out and cooling back the solid lumps around the wound.
1: Ooh. That is an... That is certainly an excellent fighter, said Arthur, and a unique one as well. We pride our official Olympic and Dispute Games on having a large variety of machines. I will certainly put you two on the draft and see how the members of IRSO's Olympic Commission will react. We will get we will get in touch with you as soon as we've reached a verdict. The drafters stepped off their podiums to shake the hands of the two up-and-coming med- mechanic athletes.
0: So, in the future, the Olympics have now include robot fighting. Which, granted, would pull a lot more viewership Ooh. to the Olympics. No,
1: our official Olympic and dispute game. So, it's not quite um, the same thing. It's changed.
0: Olympic Commission. The Olympic Commission on something is... Includes sports and athletes. And it, does the it games.
1: include dispute games?
0: Dispute games, I, th- I don't. If that's th- a real thing. I don't know. I would assume that means like
1: fighting games.
0: Dispute like a duel. You settle disputes over this. I don't know. I don't know. What dispute games. Is are.
1: that where um? Is that where law is supposed to come into?
0: I think they're this, changing I, that whole that, that whole story. I think yeah. they're completely re- reworking the the lore on that. Anyway. Again. Again. The International Robotic Sports Organization IRSO that should have been spelled out entirely and then abbreviated in the very first instance so we knew it and now we, we it. only
1: abbreviate well this is some sort of um other thing this might be like a document uh yeah no this is this is a piece of history
0: oh okay but so, still for the readers like
1: I think that's what they did. They, they say I-R-S-O later.
0: Yeah, Well. Yeah. but you're supposed to spell it out entirely first, and then abbreviate it once, Maybe and then abbreviate it going all the Maybe. way down. They didn't. It was always I-R-S-O up until now.
1: Oh, okay. Well, here they're doing it.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. Matter of point. The International Robotic Sports Organization, I-R-S-O, was established in the year 2043 at the brink of what could have been one of the most devastating wars in human history. Due to a combination of internet communications, global anxiety, and an unlikely bond between two major leaders at the center of the debacle, the initial conflict was not initiated in the form of traditional military engagement, but in a less destructive battle between two remote-controlled devices. These first matches had gathered so much media and public awareness that a massive demand for robotic sports events spiked from a niche demographic to an international phenomenon.
1: We know that can happen.
0: Yeah, it can. Capitalizing on this market, IRSO was founded by a committee of sports analysts, innovative mechanics, military strategists, and wealthy investors. That's basically (laughs) esports. That's what esports is becoming.
1: In the year 2058, an underground terrorist organization calling itself Blood Feud emerged targeting large-scale IRSO tournaments and major websites with little efficiency. The stated goals of Blood Feud were to bring down the monopolistic IRSO and to effectively keep the president, the, pre, the precedent of international conflict and war pristine, away from what they view as the excess of entertainment. To combat the threats to the audiences and consumers, security and military presence have been set at maximum at all sporting events. All, all physical attacks by blood feud thus far were thwarted with minimal damage to property and persons their largest attack was in was the 2063 hacking of the experimental social media artificial intelligence tc-os which as of the year 2064 has not been fully repaired since that incident, Blood Feud made no official statements, announcements, threats, or attacks. Globally, Global anxiety spiked to the highest since 2043, and the governments of the world set up increased security around the construction uh, setup and the events of the 2064 Summer Olympics. Hmm. Okay, I don't know why that was at the end of the story. Like, that's interesting and all to the story. It's just...
0: Well, it, this is sort of out of place. This is chapter one, so Ooh, okay, this is this giving is another, us the another backdrop. Another
1: chapter story thing.
0: Yeah, so this, you know, if if I'm visualizing this as a movie, uh, we have our two characters, and they're building up their characterization and their Davis arc. We have Beavis and Butthead. Pretty much. And then, you know, they get accepted, and as they're walking away, a narrator pops in and kind of gives the backdrop, which is usually... Well, there s-
1: you have it, folks.
0: There used to be two guys. Nah, no, no, like dudes. like
1: like when they're on the mountain and the rules are different. So this is the robot mountain.
0: The robot mountain uh, commentator announcer guy. <laughs> By the way, in twenty forty three, the terrorist attacked. Who who is saying that? <laughs> we know <laughs> for the audience's benefit. All right. Well, that that is chapter one.
1: Oh, okay. I see the little ch one at the top. Yeah. A tournament Mine. of true
0: tussle bots. Uh, thank you, Hyper. St- that was awesome. still
1: doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I don't know if it's supposed to yet.
0: Oh, it's chapter one, so I would assume we're going to get... I guess
1: they... Oh, maybe it's like a, 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 one, a slang thing. These robots are tussling.
0: That also explains the dispute battles, so these are used to settle disputes yeah, as opposed so, to wars. Yeah, so
1: it's not quite the same league. It's something else, because there's Olympic and dispute games.
0: Yeah, but my point is... In 2064, the Olympic Games have now included robot battles. That's what I said. In addition to also settling nation disputes. Okay, I'm not disagreeing disputes. with you. You did disagree with I me, didn't. though. You said no. That's not how it is. No, but
1: it's different now. Things are different now. Okay.
0: <laughs> that was Other then. Other story. That was dumb.
1: Thank you. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> I really enjoyed that.
0: It was fun. I um, The surprise of, uh, where was it? cox and dix's thunder Towers. <laughs> that was good you would enjoy that that was funny oh i you know what i like this it builds up the characters it makes me care about them sorry
1: about an underdog
0: it puts very vivid images into my mind it ropes in enough stuff that we've seen like um shark tank it's or really whatever
1: dog, uh, oh well, dude this is we'll really short
0: yeah well we may do a creepypasta after the next one but anyway um yeah so thank you hyper that was great um it is, you know, it's sci-fi, but it's the near future sci-fi, but with enough little stuff sprinkled in, That's such as holographic pages, which, I mean, we're, we're reading this on tablets and, right know, now. Liked, we're not far from that. I
1: liked, uh, well, there was a movie that came out uh, a little while ago, the Real Steel movie. But I like the fact that these robots were, like, not very anthropomorphic. They are mm. very much their own thing. Like, built for purpose, not for looks. Okay. Or maybe if they are built for looks, they're not built for, you know. Head and hands transformer style. Well,
0: you know this could if this was made into a film, this could be like our generation's rollerball.
1: <sighs> okay. You yeah, know. yeah.
0: Rollerball um, but
1: rollerball is you can't really do this with rollerball. No. Why not? Because you're not putting people in danger. You're putting robots in danger.
0: Well, but not the fact that people are in danger, but like society is different in the future, and everything is controlled differently, and people's attention is directed and conflicts are settled through this medium of a sport a mechanical sport
1: a lot of people a lot of stuff has done that besides rollerball
0: yeah but rollerball is just it was just the first thing that came to mind Damn. but it's
1: wrong because it's not putting people in danger
0: that was one facet of rollerball there was a lot other stuff going okay. on in the movie
1: Whatever. okay god okay. killing me you're doing it wrong
0: Okay, this next one is from Crimson King. Crimson King is. Another one of your friends? No, they are a devoted fan on VidMe. I've started uploading our episodes to VidMe just to see if there's a good audience there and doing that whole social experiment. But uh, uh, Crimson King upvotes all of our videos, comments on a few of them. Crimson King. So they sent me about a week ago a message saying hey i wrote a story for you guys and i read it and at first i, I thought you oh, read it
1: already yes that's unfair
0: well okay it's not very long and there's a reason why i did because it looked a bit like troll pasta um and then i talked i thought to, it was troll pasta well i talked to crimson king and he said yeah it's funny and it's filled with a bunch of uh slash x references which is a 4chan thing Um, but I wrote it for you guys and I thought it was funny. So it's not like he's trolling us. It's kind of just kind of like fan service or fanfic.
1: He's fan trolling us. Fan trolling us.
0: Um, and at first I was like, I really can't read this on the podcast. It doesn't really fit anywhere. However, with the fan appreciation day thing, it fits. And I did want to show our appreciation because we are very thankful for the authors and the fans who listen and support us. So yeah, I, I, I fit it in and I'm happy we can do that. So, uh, yeah, this is called Bee, B-E-E, like the bug. Apis can be quite stuck up. Most every race thinks about them, even mine at times, but other times they can be the sweetest things alive. Every being in the galaxy knows that, earning them the affectionate nickname Honey, or Honeys in the plural. Their insane need to constantly find work and overactive reproductive drives that lack the ability to conceive makes them the ideal partners for anyone despite nobody being able to tell what gender they are. (laughs) Though I suppose it doesn't matter much these days.
1: Human apis relations have been banned by the Solar Council as it supposedly can promote the spread of anticellular viruses.
0: Those prudes on the Solar Council. Bunch of busybody I, bureaucrats. We, they
1: don't want to spread a, apis, a, ATDs.
0: ATDs.
1: <laughs> I haven't met many humans who abide by that rule, though. Nor have I seen or had a anticellular viral outbreak.
0: Typical government propaganda.
1: People who follow the law just want to believe in that kind of stuff because they're m- melissa They're afraid of Melissa's. <laughs> but the truth is out there. There's no such thing as an anticellular virus.
0: Melissa's, however, very real.
1: (laughs) What is melissophobia? That is an
0: awesome question. (laughs) That is not an. I'm pretty sure I've heard that word before, but let's look that up. Pausing really quickly.
1: Because we totally get all of the references.
0: Oh, fear of bees.
1: Oh, what? Okay.
0: So basically, this is, you know, oh, they spread. Uh, anti-cellular viruses. It's just bee- oh, is it like hating?
1: Uh, they're um, they're playing. It's a play on words because they're yeah. called honey's.
0: Yeah, exactly. Anyway, there is just something about those glistening compound eyes and six slender legs that get most people tripping over themselves for a chance to talk with them. I've personally been lucky enough to get with one, though my night did end on a sour note. I met him, um, uh, her. At the local pub. <laughs> One thing led to another and we checked into a lunar lander for the night. <laughs> this is this is fantastic. The moment we entered the room, though, the portal. Oh, the moment we entered the room through the portal and flicked on the green tungsten lights, I knew I had scored big.
1: I set my phone down on the hollow table and took a load off. Sitting down on the couch. Do you have it set right this time?
0: yes yes i do uh hello welcome back to the third attempt to fix this episode i don't know why the universe is so intent on making fan appreciation so damn hard but it is um i'm not using that program that messed us over two times in a row um i've learned from that mistake so apologies everybody uh this did it delay the episode's release but um we we just want to finish it out Unfortunately, we're not going to react the same way we did to the blind reading. We were
1: so funny the first time, though.
0: We were. At least the story was. The story was very funny. And um, I hope you are all laughing as much as we did the first time. Um, We're not going to play it up or anything like that. So apologies, and we will stop wasting your time.
1: I set my phone down on the hollow table and took a load off, sitting down on the couch. She sat next to me and we ordered honey cocktails and sticky papers through the service transponder table before us. We watched the tube for a unit or so before our order materialized on the table before us. Being the considerate man I am, I rolled for both of us so she wouldn't have to deal with all that getting stuck on the paper thing.
0: (laughs) So a bee is smoking some illicit substance through sticky paper, but sticky paper is dangerous to bugs. I just thought that was funny, in a way, like drinking alcohol. Alcohol is poison, but we drink it all the time. Yes, because it's funny.
1: But if it's like, wouldn't they just suck it through their nose snouts? How do how do of,
0: bees breathe? Do they have book lungs like spiders do?
1: They have no snouts. They have
0: no snout is redundant. <laughs> Number one, you know, like
1: a, like a don't. They do the thing where they.
0: Sneeze? Because <laughs> that's the motion you're giving me.
1: <laughs> yeah, like a fly. Okay, they whatever. spit.
0: That's what flies.
1: No, <laughs> they take their 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 their. No, they don't have one of those. They have the the snout with a little lo- tongue. They lick everything. That's what it is.
0: Okay, that's, no, a, that's not... a mouth.
1: <laughs> that's... Tongues are in mouths. Okay, that's not a snout. That's a, a mouth. <laughs> Okay, We drank and smoked for a couple more units till we were both quite buzzed. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha,
0: ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. ha. Genuine reaction.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Smoke does some crazy things to those apis people. As the night wore on, she began to get leggy.
0: (laughs) Well, the puns are still good. I don't care. After that, we didn't even make it to the bed. I went down harder than a Delta 6 class interceptor on a critical strike mission to the Zarian front, am I right? (laughs) While the people below us began banging on their ceiling and yelling at us in a futile effort to make it stop. Our room blazed with the drone of an apis in intense pleasure. Suddenly, my phone broke the mood with its deafening ring. I mumbled a curse and leaned over to grab it.
1: What are you doing with my daughter? asked the buzzing voice on the other end.
0: Hey, your dad's on the line. He wants to know what I'm doing, I tell my honey. What a buzzkill, I thought.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My father's been dead for (laughs) 55,700,900 XX units. She replied with an exasperated tone, angry to have cut short our interaction. The night kind of fizzled out after that. She got dressed, grabbed her things and staggered out the portal. What really bothers me to this day, I had no, no idea who was phone. <laughs> why who was phone? I know why. I know I don't know why. You know
0: why you know why phone was? Who? <laughs> Cuz that's what's on everyone's minds. I, constantly. I, I, constantly. So I wanted to make a fan appreciation episode out of that. And it worked out really well. The story's except funny. Except for the
1: whole cutting out.
0: And Ex- except for the recordings we, failing.
1: Yes, we really enjoyed the story. It was really fun to read.
0: It does suck that we lost our initial reaction because we were we were having a really good time with it. And it's still funny. This is the third time I've read this story and it's still funny to me. So um, thank you everybody so much for the support so far. I, I really feel like we have... You know, we don't have a lot of subscribers, but the ones we do have seem to really like our stuff and they participate and the authors we've been able to read their stories from, I have been amazing. Um, I'm just very, very thankful and we're getting some good traction on Vidme and we can bring it to even more people. So it's, it's been a pretty good ride so far and I'm, I'm pretty excited to see where it's going. Thank you again to Hyperthermal and King Crimson for their stories for today. I think next episode, we're going to revisit the Rebirth Saga, continue with that, and we'll kind of just switch off episode to episode, Rebirth Saga, and then other authors so it doesn't get too stale. And yeah, any parting words for Fan Appreciation Day?
1: I have fans. We don't have fans. No. (laughs) I have a a heater and not a fan in in our apartment. We have a fan, too. We have a fan? AC. That's not... Um, (laughs) thanks you guys, Uh, I'm I'm not good at this. (laughs) Don't put it in.
0: (laughs) All right, bye everybody.
1: Thanks everyone.